Hey, everybody, I'm Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is, again, kind of, <laughs> thanks for playing. I guess I haven't really thought out the proper intro. We don't have one. For, for this yet, but this is Anything's Possible, number two. <laughs> uh, the, the new format Lucas and I have where we just kind of... Uh, just chat chat yeah. about anything that's interesting to us whether that's things going on in the gaming industry in the streaming industry esports culture anything this is our chance to talk to you our 35,000 <laughs> subscribers and growing <laughs> i think we jumped up to 45,000 over the weekend actually you're right actually Just, yeah, yeah. uh cuz i know that because my our, our amount of downloads actually um it trends exactly with my portfolio so we um my stock portfolio that is so it was like from thirty five thousand to about forty thousand I think over the last week, Ooh, uh, so things have been looking pretty solid. Wow. Yeah. wow, 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 yeah. I don't even know how I'm doing it. You know, it's just happening. I was browsing uh, Wall Street bets just because that's a fun like degenerate place to, to browse. It. Um, have you have you gone on it much? Yeah, it's um. I mean, when I see the market dip. And I'm I'm hardly in the market. I mean, I like <laughs> for those of you. I mean, Matt Matt told me to buy a stock earlier, and I just I just put fifty bucks on it. I mean, I, uh, it's it's I'm not I don't take it overly serious. It kind of just gives me a little bit of skin in the game to like keep up with certain things that I that I might care about, you know. And um, like I bought a share of Coca Cola, so now wherever I go, I I order a Coca Cola. And you're part uh, of that. I'm part of it. I'm part you're of the an growth. Owner. I'm an owner. I'm an owner of Coca-Cola. So, so next time we have a shareholder meeting without you, you say, hey, what up? <laughs> let, let me in, guys. Let me in. But, dude, what I was saying was this guy, he fucking he, – he started with, like, 30000 in his Robinhood account. For those that aren't familiar, Robinhood's basically, like, a really easy-to-use, very uh, intuitive – commission-free, like, basically no fees. Um, it's a TD Ameritrade, right? It's, like, a, just a – Something that you use to trade, like a platform. Yeah, it's a brokerage, but it's like mm-hmm. it's a free one. Like, there's no fees. Like, I'm pretty sure penny stocks. There's no fees. Where usually mm-hmm. there will be like a certain amount of cash you have to pay per um, per transaction or per trade. Um, and it's basically it's basically become really notorious for people that aren't actually good at stocks um, and people that don't actually understand it. There's like basically yoloing all their money into it and just praying options. and seeing what goes well. Yeah, into options and shit. Um, and there's literally a subreddit called Our Wall Street Bets, which is just dedicated to people that basically um, do ridiculous and really insane and not, high risk, high reward. Yeah, not uh, ideal um, situations. Yeah, make really crazy bets and um, trades in the market. And this one guy, he started with 30,000 and basically around 30, I think it was 35,000. And then basically just off of Tesla options. He was able to get that to six million, give or take, in one year. That's insane. What? Yeah, I know, man. I mean, that's bit, but but that's rare. I mean, that's like saying, oh, I have a buddy, or I know a guy. It's not even as close as saying I have a buddy. That's like saying I know a guy, right? Yeah. That went to I Vegas too, like... and went and went to, and played craps, and he got a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah, it can happen, but come on. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is not. Lucas and I are not financial advisors. We are in no way endorsing you to go out and try and do replicate that in any way. Good disclaimer. It's just so funny too, because like all the comments were just people like, "Man, I hate reading this," 
or I hate that I'm bringing this because now I think I can do it too. <laughs> I know, you know, it's it's. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, like after I saw it, I'm like hmm, maybe I should, because I'm not too. I know I know the very basics of options trading, but I am not nearly confident enough to like partake in it. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should watch some. Uh, some don't don't feed it. Don't YouTube feed it. Gurus. <laughs> don't and, feed it. Um, Put uh, put my money up in the up in the cloud in the stock market. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the the thing that I think is tried and true is like you invest in ETFs and just like really safe stuff that's just going to trend up and just sit on it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, ETFs like index. But that's no fun. I, I mean, I know it's no fun. I mean, me Sick buying. Sick retirement. I'm 65 and finally have enough for enough for a Tesla. Whereas right now I could buy some Tesla options and then buy a Tesla and, and then buy a Tesla in like two weeks. I, I mean like, yeah, exactly. Like you give me a stock tip on histogen, like a new biotech. And again, we're not financial advisors, just a new like IPO that happened recently. And we jump on that and like hope it goes somewhere because we like to just have a little bit of fun Kind of yeah. having the same feeling as gambling, honestly. It's Vegas when you're not in Vegas. <laughs> it's Vegas when you're not in Vegas. And honestly, and this is coming from me who lived in Vegas for a couple of years and spent his weekends kind of, people would come in from out of town or friends wanted to go to the Strip or go to downtown Vegas. And you, you play a little bit, you know? And honestly, just jumping on TD Ameritrade and like clicking on certain things and just like <laughs> buying, buying stocks does have a very similar feeling as like, going to a crap table or going to a blackjack table. It just you know does. what it is? It's like the same thing that like, it's the same reason we love games that just have like flashy numbers. It's like, Oh man. Cause like even the apps, like it's like, it's designed to look like a video game almost like, you know, when the green, uh, when you, when you get a gain, it's green. And when you, when you lose it's red and like we associate red as probably like a loss just inherently. And the green is obviously a better thing. And it's yep. just like, it's totally designed just to get us to, everything to is play, a video, to play everything's game. A video game. Everything's, everything's a video, video game. game. Here, check yeah. this out. Actually on that subject, uh just like you just said think about something like uh i had this thought recently and it kind of kind of blew my mind i might have told you about it but think about something like tinder or something like bumble yeah those are technically video games they are because all you're doing is interacting with something on your screen uh and then swiping you know left or right and then eventually talking to somebody i mean Imagine if you were playing like something like a dating simulator. Like, what would you say to kind of like woo this person or get them to like you? That is that's how these I get are my pickup tri- lines for Tinder <laughs> <laughs> from all the dating sims I play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. All the visual too. novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually got my latest Tinder pickup line from the KFC dating sim, and you know, it's working out. Yeah, man, it was actually pretty funny today too. I saw on Twitter. Uh, someone retweeted this guy named Aubrey Huff, which is like it's like this ex football or excuse me, ex baseball player, I think. Super just like conservative, like Newport white guy type of vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and he tweets today he's like oh, he's like, guys that play video games, just a thought. When was the last time you got laid? And he's like, dog like <laughs> Man. He really got us like that. He really got us, man. Whoa. Uh there's a subreddit called uh, r slash i have sex and uh that guy that guy that guy belongs on it <laughs> just <Straight up. laughs> just people people really trying to tell the world that they get laid you know seriously well, yeah well it's like cool uh, sex hey i got a, i got a really interesting question for you that came up um actually on the most recent episode of ign game scoop i don't know if you oh. listened to that one yet but um so this game came out that actually has been a big recommendation of a video game for us uh which is hades 
Um, oh, and yeah, Hades yeah. is a roguelike. Um, it's actually been um, a huge. Um, <laughs> our friend Jeff has really been pulling for us to play it. He pretty much it gets tells recommended us every, to us like every time we 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 play a lot of like other games. The Jeff Jeff like Valorant and stuff. And every time we play, he's always like, "Oh yeah, I was playing Hades." Yeah, <laughs> y'all checked out Hades. Yeah, I mean, no, I've heard it's great. Like, I, I actually we are going to play it pretty soon, probably for the pod or just play it on our own time. But uh, it's a roguelike, um, and a roguelike game. For those of you that don't know, a roguelike game is a game that has some sort of element of sort of procedural generation where the game is slightly different every single time you play it of course the mechanics are the same uh it's a combat game so it's like a hack em slash em dodge em type of game um but it's a roguelike so it always resets uh so yeah. you have some sort of like run where you play through a level and then you get a high score or you go as far as you can and then um, you eventually end your run by dying or you know, some form of permadeath or semi-permadeath, uh, and you reset. You know, and I guess Hades is uh, an incredible take on the genre. Um, games like Spelunky, which is a very beloved game, is a roguelike. Um, Wizard of Legend, anybody that's played that, Binding of Isaac, those are also roguelikes. Um, but to a certain degree, you could argue that a game almost like, um, uh, you know, this is stretching it, but like a Pac-Man is almost like a roguelike. It's the same setup. Just maybe deviates, maybe deviates, but you go on a run and you try to get as far as you can, and then eventually you stop the run or you die, right? Yeah. Now, this is an interesting. Uh, it's actually a niche type of game, right? A roguelike, and a lot of people it rubs them the wrong way. The wrong way because they go, "Oh, my game resets like permadeath. Right, yeah. Oh, I gotta like do another run again, procedural generation." People aren't that into that concept, but if you think about the way games have been played, not video games. But games, over the last 50,000 years of human evolution and existence, games have been played, right? Yeah. And the, every game is a roguelike, right? I mean, like every, like every sport is, can be considered like a roguelike, right? Because it's the same game that you're playing every yeah, single like, time. Like, um, like soccer, football, it's the same format. It's just every game is going to be different. So. Every game is going to have a different permutation huh. and like offense, defense, but you're always playing the same game, same rules. There's no like, oh, we scored 50 points the last game, so we, we're at 50 points now for the next game. You know, that doesn't make it. Everything There's always no continuation resets. continuation resets yeah, every but time. Every single video game now, that's how it works, right? You play Fallout, you play The Witcher, you play Zelda. These games continue along the singular line that you've created. But roguelikes are actually the closest thing to actual sports or actual games in real life that we play. But we don't accept them in a video game context. Except FIFA, of course. <laughs> um, and I seriously, and that's, I've never actually thought about it like that. That's, um, I wanted to run that by you. I wanted to feel your energy on this subject. <laughs> Interesting, huh? Yeah. Um, I have nothing else to say other than I agree, and that's a great take on it. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, it's so interesting too. Because I th I think a lot of people that play sports that are against video games will have to be like, oh, what's the appeal of it? It's the same thing over and over. But like, it's not, not at all. Like maybe if it's even a Call of Duty game, like the multiplayer is going to be different every time. You know, you're going to have different people in it. Um, every lobby is going to be different game modes and things like that. So. That's kind of an interesting take on it, and yeah, I'm uh, I, I fuck with it. I just, I just want to throw that out there for our audience, you know, like, why do you love or hate permanence in video games, and do you think they belong there, 
And can you see yourself playing games that don't have permanence? Can you really see yourself playing a game that doesn't have a save file? Is that weird to you? You know, and why is it weird to you? Because every other game that you play, video game or not video game, mostly, or I guess any non-video game game you play has no sense of permanence. It's just a brand new, fresh start every single time. But you love it. Yeah, I'd love to hear the audience's thought on, thoughts on this, actually. So definitely either shoot us an email or uh, tweet at us or something, because I'd be really interested to hear what people think about this, because... Yeah, that's a that's a that's a hot take, baby. That's Lucas's interesting take for the for the for the week. <laughs> Speaking of other hot takes, uh, Peter Parker remodel PS Five. What's, what's up with that? Oh yeah. Okay, this one's sad. Um, I actually, I right, will give context first. So, um, with the new PS Five coming out, they're also alongside Miles Morales Spider Man, which is coming out on the PS Five and the PS Four actually as well. They're actually going to be remastering uh, Spider-Man, which came out on the PS4 for PS5 as well. And as a part of that, they did a remodel of Peter Parker's character. Not really the, not him in the costume, but like his out of, uh, his out of costume character's face. And basically, they made him look incredibly, incredibly younger and kind of Tom Hollandish a little bit. Um, at first, I'm with you, Lucas. I hated it. But the more I thought it, the more I looked at it, it kind of grew on me. And something that actually someone from PlayStation um, Beyond tweeted out, their host, Jonathan Dornbro, Darnbush? Dornbush. Dornbush. He tweeted out that Spider-Man's actually supposed to be 23 in that game. And the previous character model made him look like 30, to be honest. Yeah. He actually looks more like a 23-year-old to me in this version. Like, honestly... He, he kind of looks like me a little bit. Just like he does. Maybe yeah, yeah. The jawline ain't there, but he kind of <laughs> looks like me. Um, um, and I'm actually, I kind of fuck with this model more now, now that I have that context, because I didn't click with me that he was only 23. I thought he was older for some reason, just because he looks so much older in the original model. Yeah. And I think the reason it's getting so much hate is because it is such a drastic change, even if it is probably more accurate. Because, like, I think it's almost getting, like, that sentiment of, like how Tobey Maguire in the first Spider-Man movie was playing like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, but he was like probably late 20s, 30 at the time yeah. when that came out. So we had this idea in our head that people at a younger age in media should look older. But I think this is actually a really good example of someone actually looking, in a, a video game as well, someone actually looking the age they're supposed to be um, where instead of looking way older. Because he looks like a 23-year-old, I think. Like he, he has that face and that, um, yeah. I have I have two thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. Two major thoughts. One, uh, the the lead I forget his name, but he had tweeted out that he was getting literal death threats on the change of Peter Parker from the other. That's to, like standard remaster. issue, though. <laughs> okay. I I guess that's that's really that's really shitty. It's shitty that it's happening. Yeah. No, no mistake there, but like that's just so common. I feel like in any. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people people feel yeah, very entitled, media. very entitled to the media that they love. You know, you see that a lot in like Star Wars fandom. Uh, you see it in a lot of video game franchises as well. Um, now, that, that's just that's just a I guess me pointing out some shitty part of of this whole story. But the second thing is, you know, there's there's just a line um, between like making something the way I guess it's quote unquote meant to look like versus like just making a stylistic choice. Period. You know, like I mean. Ultimately, the way Peter Parker in it looks in age, 
doesn't really impact the game. I mean, the, a character's face in a cutscene should be the least important aspect to a video game. You know, there's so many other things to consider that you can be... I think it depends on the game. Critical. It does. Uh, yeah, it depends on the game. If you're but playing like, L.A. Noir and you have to do, like, the crazy... Okay, we're not doing that, though. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that, though. But like, or, like, Detroit Become Human, where it's a very story-driven game. I, I disagree, Lucas. I okay. think you're wrong. No, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Listen to this. I mean, I guess my point being, like, who cares if he looks closer to what H he's supposed to be within that universe? It doesn't ultimately matter. Like, I will say, does I your gameplay I get ruined? I didn't care before. I didn't. Yeah, Spider Man's wearing a mask half the time anyway. Probably more than half the time. Like, the swing is the same. The music's probably the same. Like, yeah. so many aspects are gonna feel the same and control the same. Why does him the way he looks in these video cutscenes that they're showing ruin and make you want to kill the lead of this game? It's like so bad. It, it's I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan. Yeah, because you're I, a I'm huge. Gonna... Yeah, so you're such a huge Spider-Man fan that, and I'm, I'm just not speaking to you personally, Matt, but I'm just speaking to people that tweet this kind of stuff out <laughs> at the lead. It's like you're such a huge Spider-Man fan that you're entitled to how Spider-Man is meant to look in a video game that you're probably gonna buy it no matter what. Yeah. Like, come on now. If you don't, if you really don't like it, just don't buy the game. Ultimately. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's, it's I feel like you especially see this kind of things in like Rick and Morty too. Like that fan base is just. I think I talked about. We this talked about this last episode. The other fan base is just so insane, and you get this crazy sense of entitlement, and people trying to take the property and claim it as their own, and saying, "Oh, you have to kind of make this to what like you, what you I want. owe the fans." The type of mentality, you know. Yeah, you don't know the and fans. That's shit. Just so like ah. Yeah. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing that happened when Star Wars, like you kind of brought it up with Star Wars when um, what was the seventh? Rise no, of no, Skywalker. No, no, Rise of Rise of Skywalker. No, no, no. The before that. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um. Shit. The Last Jedi. Right. Yeah. When when the Last Jedi came up, there was so much hate around People it, and I honestly was so kind of mad too. Because it breaks literally every Star Wars trope you can think of, like, exceptionally. Like, every time you think, you know, what's going to happen, because, like, that's what happens in a Star Wars movie, then it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, so I got a bunch of shit for that. But looking back on it, and I kind of had a, I would debate over time with this with one of my roommates, but, like, I think The Last Jedi it might actually be one of the best Star Wars movies, at least in that trilogy. Because it does subvert tropes and everything so much. And maybe I'm just comparing it retrospectively now to The Rise of Skywalker, which was a garbage garbage fire, garbage dump. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I, they, were I both, they, they both weren't great. Yeah, but I, I think I, I appreciate the risks The Last Jedi took. And okay. I think the people that are upset about the direction the director went are just like the people that, have, yeah, like have that way too much entitlement and probably like are the ones that are they're the same people that go and like actually write mean things in youtube comments you know yeah yeah waste their energy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean ultimately nothing that they do to star wars will ruin what you love about the original trilogy those things are set in stone they yeah. exist right like they are always going to be like a favorite something that you can love right so what does them trying to continue on this ip and quote-unquote ruin it and this goes for anything this isn't just star wars but continuing an rip quote-unquote ruining it what does how does that diminish your enjoyment or your love of the previous thing um i think a lot of people need to ask themselves that question matt i think a lot of people are uh get upset about these kinds of things and i don't like it it ain't healthy <laughs> it Pe ain't healthy people just need to 
to. You know, next time you th- you're thinking about shitting on a creator of a, your favorite piece of media, take a walk. <laughs> take a walk. Maybe have a if you're of age and you enjoy it generally, maybe have a have a beer, maybe a glass of wine. You yeah. know, maybe watch the old stuff. Remember how appreciate it and appreciate it for what it was and recognize I'm ready for something new. Right. And it can maybe be just as great. Uh, la- last note on that one. Video games, anything, is really hard to make. Yes. It's a oh miracle. It's a miracle that video games even get finished and delivered at <laughs> It's all. hard enough making a fucking podcast episode sometimes. Like, <laughs> I know. And we're like basically just pulling from other media to talk about like things like it's i can't imagine coming up with an original ip and then trying to expand on that ip with sequels and everything it's just like be happy you're getting anything it's hard <laughs> i know this shit is hard man yeah. so yeah that's that's always what i say to people is like hey you don't like that video game well man that another is one. tough yeah <laughs> you can make one yeah and hey that might lead to some pretty good indie games down the line uh, which we're yeah and honestly play. like if that ends up being your motivator to get into the game industry like get on you <laughs> fuck yeah good for you yeah man. yeah man all right matt you got anything else i do lucas i do uh Ooh. steve minecraft <laughs> I'm, steve i'm not a fan of this smash brothers yeah I, i'm not a little a background real quick lucas and i both have our roots um our gaming roots in the uh smash community that's actually how lucas and i met each other uh hosted a bunch of tournament series together on smash things like that um, so we're all we're, we both keep up with the Smash community and are relatively not I won't use the word investive invested in light of recent events, but we both keep it. Uh, we we check in here and there. We check in here. And there. We're, Matt and I are very we're on the edge, very very edge of the Smash community. We're not really in it anymore. Through college, we were very gung ho about throwing tournaments and being really into it. Yeah. Um, and then you know. Once, uh, maybe two, three times a year, we get together with the boys and we play some Smash Bros. Mostly Melee, but yeah. Ultimate here and there, too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Minecraft Steve is the most recent, uh, uh, oh, player, character to join the roster. Uh, what do you, what do you think of that? Man? I'm not, I just want to come out and say it. I'm not a fan. I think it's really lame. I think it's, like, I think insanely it's such lame. A, it's such a fucking gimmick. It's, yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's. It'll probably be fun to play as him. Like I, I, I will never buy the DLC, so I'll never play as him. But like, I'm sure it'll be fun. Like, I didn't even cool know these guys had names. I didn't even know that they had names. Neither did I. Neither did I, yeah. <laughs> but I think what they're really doing, too, is just... I mean, Minecraft's one of the biggest... I mean, I'm pretty sure it is, if not the biggest, one of the biggest games out there right now. Just, like, constantly enduring and always getting good well, it's the big. it's the highest-selling game of all time. Yeah, and you gotta think about like what the actual demographic of Smash is. Like, we're part of the, we're like the weird adults that would play a party game competitively. Like, the game's meant for you know like younger kids, like ten, twelve, whatever, thirteen. Yeah, I... and they all love Minecraft. I mean, I like Minecraft too, but like that's Minecraft's definitely probably more targeted towards that younger audience. I mean, it makes sense, and it's kind of interesting. I'll be curious to see what they kind of have going forward and. I mean, Minecraft is owned by uh, Microsoft, so I'd be interested to see if there's any, like, specific Microsoft IPs that uh, that end up in Nintendo now. Like, you know, maybe we'll find a Doom guy now that the acquired... Doom guy, to, yeah. <laughs> but that's a guy. Yeah. yeah, see, I mean, here, what I... The fucking BJ Blashkowitz. And I, I, I really love... I, I love Smash Brothers just as a series. Um, obviously, I love... Melee is my favorite Smash Bros. game, um, but I do love Ultimate. 
And I, I feel like it has really gone in the direction of like, oh, this is cool. This is trendy. Throw them in. Um, find a way to get the rights and just put them in there, you know? Yeah. Um, at first, I'll be it... honest. I've been pushing to get Sora from King Mards in there. I've been in that <laughs> camp for like years. Yeah. It's just, it's just not happening. See, okay. So check this out. I remember when Ultimate was kind of coming around and we saw that there would be Sonic, Pac-Man, Mario, and Mega Man in the same video game. And the headline read, Smash Brothers is becoming a love letter to video games. And like there was literally like a promo image of those four characters. And it was like, oh my god, these are like the early icon icons of video yeah. games. Yeah. You know, Sonic, Pac-Man, Mega Man, and Mario. Holy shit, they're all in the same game. And now it's like, bro, Minecraft Steve is in here now? Like, <laughs> it's, it just, it, it, I don't know, man. I feel like it soils the like... Soils it. For, for lack of a better word, it, it it soils the artistic integrity and the intention behind what I feel like Ultimate was really about, at least at the onset of it all, the outset of it all, whatever you want to say. And now it's just becoming like, hey, Minecraft, biggest selling game on the planet, biggest selling game of all time. Um, these guys don't fit the graphical style, but let's just shoehorn them in there somehow. Hey, these guys don't actually have any combat movesets that we can really find out how to use. Uh, let's just shoehorn them in really there. It's really fucking weird in the game, I'll be honest. Yeah, man. And it's uh, lame. I think when Kirby sucks him in, he just turns into like a block. <laughs> yeah. It just looks weird straight up. This <laughs> looks no like a meme. It. Uh, it says, Steve rocks the block. <sighs> I know, I remember. Before we recorded today, I text Lucas, like, yo, Steve's it. The Minecraft guy's in, uh, in Smash. He's like, what? I thought. I thought that was a meme. I thought it was a meme too when I first saw it. I'm like, this is not real. <laughs> yeah, not about it. That's that's just my take. Uh, people could argue me on that one. I, I'm I'm sure that a little older video gamers would probably be into it. Are into my take. But younger hold video up, gamers. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Just got into a Tinder match. <laughs> I got a Bumble match while we were talking. <laughs> Huge. We got to keep everyone posted. Yeah, keep yeah. The, keep the fans updated. Um, well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. we're, we're like a control saying. group for having podcasts here. <laughs> like, I was, like, I was, sorry. like I was saying before you interrupted me with your awesome news, <laughs> I think that um, like high schoolers and kind of Zoomies like Gen Z will like probably really enjoy these characters being in it. I, yeah. I hope that the absurdity of it will I mean, they're serving their target lost. audience. Yeah, and see, exactly. Exactly what you just said is the problem I have with it. It's clearly like a, it's clearly a for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't even know how much longer the lifespan of Ultimate's going to be as far as like how many, how much longer they keep supporting with new DLC and stuff. But because we'll I mean, it's not like Nintendo has really announced any new consoles to my knowledge, unless I'm totally out of the loop. So I don't think we'll be seeing any new updated Smash Brothers uh, coming out anytime soon. But yeah, we'll see. I think it's possible. Yeah. Quick question, Lucas. Any any good movies you want to recommend right now? Oh, you know what? My family and I just had a, uh, we do a bi-weekly cinema club where we all watch a movie that one person picks. We have a potluck and we watch a movie and discuss it. And the person that picks the movie gets to lead the discussion. Uh, this week, uh, actually just a few hours ago, we uh, had a discussion on the movie Lost in America by Albert Brooks, uh, 1985. A comedy, kind of a, a boomer generation uh kind of lost in America, you know, just like its title type of comedy, uh, where a husband and wife sell everything, quit their jobs and get a motor home and drive across America. Um, and eventually run into some shenanigans, lose their money, 
get into some scuffles and um yeah it's a it's a solid comedy uh really good from a really cool era and uh, i thought it was phenomenal oh we gotta check it out mm-hmm. i haven't watched it yet but i'm really looking forward to watching mandy uh by, with nick cage i've heard it's oh, yeah. a crazy thriller horror action movie that's just like really fun and nutty and nick cage is obviously nick cage so you really like um, him that huh? sounds like something he would excel in so i'm excited to check that out <laughs> uh real quick i want to give a special shout out to um wisecrack um show me the meaning their podcast if you haven't listened to it go check it out um their og one of their founders jared is leaving and heard about i that. think i somewhat speak for lucas on this too but i think we both pull a lot of inspiration from uh from wisecrack and trying to look at media a little bit more critically so definitely go check them out if you haven't and if you do uh, maybe comment follow them on twitter and say hey the the neat guys at uh thanks for playing sent us yeah and uh give them give them some love check them out they're a really dope um really dope group and yeah good plug good, good plug yeah they're great uh can't can't recommend uh wisecrack enough and their their movie podcast show me the meaning is is great my my podcast rec since we're showing them <laughs> since we're talking about them the rewatchables um they're the movie podcast i check out uh every week um that's bill simmons and his crew um over at the ringer check out the rewatchables they're always watching some really really cool movies kind of as from a more casual approach less critical than something like show me the meaning but all fun all the same fuck yeah baby all right man you got anything else for us today nothing else man um it's been a good i think anything is possible episode two i think people are really digging this format all right folks that's all we got take it easy and catch you next time skip it a bop